listening to Window into Wage and Hour, a podcast series that shines the light on time and money laws impacting your business today. Hello, this is our Window into Wage and Hour, and I'm Bill Martucci, the practice leader of the Shikardi National Employment Litigation and Policy Practice, and I'm here in Washington, D.C., and so thankful for your participation as we today look at the administrative exemption under the Fair Labor Standards Act. We have been looking at various white-collar exemptions. We looked carefully at the executive exemption. Today, we look carefully at the administrative exemption. These exemptions that we're focused on at this point in time are often referred to as the so-called white-collar exemptions which free employers from the obligation of the Fair Labor Standards Act to pay overtime to those who are in these exempt categories. We'll begin with an overview of the criteria for exemption of the administrative exemption, and then we'll apply it by looking at a few fact patterns. We'll keep our discussion brief and seek to be informative and practical. The administrative exemption is one of the three primary white-collar exemptions. There's the executive exemption, the administrative exemption, and the professional exemption. The administrative exemption provides that if one is compensated on a salary basis above a certain amount per week, if the primary duty is the performance of office or non-manual work directly related to the management or general business operations of the employer or the employer's customers, and if the employee's primary duty includes the exercise of discretion and independent judgment with respect to matters of significance. As we step back, we again have this expression, primary duty. And as we discussed that concept in the context of the executive exemption, we sure understand that primary duty means the principal, main, major, or major important duty that the employee performs. In that context of the administrative exemption, that duty must be directly related to the management or general business operations. This is a key requirement. The employee must perform work directly related to assisting with the running or servicing of the business. And this is to be distinguished, if you will, from working on a manufacturing production line or selling a product in a retail or service establishment. In other words, working directly related to management or general business operations would include functions such as tax, finance, accounting, budgeting, auditing, insurance, quality control, purchasing, procurement, advertising, marketing, research, safety and health matters, personnel and human resource management, employee benefits, and related functions. We also have the requirement that this work as primary duty 
directly related to management or general business operations must be such as to require the exercise of discretion and independent judgment and must impact matters of significance. So with respect to discretion and independent judgment, for example, the exercise of discretion and independent judgment in this context involves the comparison and evaluation of various courses of conduct and acting or making a decision after various possibilities are considered. In that regard, there's many, many factors to consider, but certainly among those factors would be the authority of the employee to formulate, affect, interpret, or implement management policies or operating procedures, and whether the employee carries out those major assignments in conducting the operations of the business. Now, as we said, those matters must also be matters of significance. And this refers to the level of importance or consequence of the work performed. As you can imagine, applying the administrative exemption poses particular challenges in the context of a given work environment. So, for example, merely performing office work or working with management is not enough to confer exempt status. Rather, there must be some direct relationship to management or general business operations involving the discretion and independent judgment of matters of significance. And in that regard, there are many questions that arise. Let's look at an example or two that would put this in the context of a given situation. So, for example, quite often in the human resources field, depending on the discretion and independent judgment and the matters of significance, one can be considered exempt. But if, in fact, what is applied in the course of the day-to-day work is rather ordinary and routine and formulaic, then that function would not be considered exempt. What about other situations? For example, bank employees, financial services. Those involved with making loans to customers might or might not be exempt under the administrative exemption. It depends really on their decision-making authority and their matters of significance or not. So, for example, the Department of Labor regulations would favor the finding of an exemption if, in fact, the analysis undertaken by the administrative employee is to gather and analyze customer financial information, decide what products might best suit that customer's needs, and provide advice, discretionary advice, on the advantages and disadvantages of particular financial products. That would be an example of the administrative exemption in the context of general business operations as pertinent to serving the customers. As we wrap up, the key to keep in mind here is that the administrative exemption is applied in a very thoughtful way by the courts and is to be applied in those circumstances where their primary duty directly relates to management or general business operations and engages discretion and independent judgment of matters of significance. We are now involved in a case in California that involves thousands of 
employees, central to the business operation of the company. And the fundamental question in the case is, truly, do these employees exercise independent judgment or are the guidelines and framework so scrutinized, so carefully supervised, so carefully undertaken by others that in fact the person who's performing the job really doesn't exercise discretion and independent judgment on matters of significance. Keeping that in mind will be very helpful in your analysis in terms of whether the administrative exemption applies in a given context or not. Thanks so much for being with us, and we will continue our podcast journey with other topics relating to exemptions soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Window into Wage and Hour. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertising. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered any kind of legal advice. Thank you.